0: 10,
1: 9, 8, 7, 6,
0: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome everyone, and this is the 18 Wills Talk Show Podcast. And I'm your host, the Professor Tori Wiley on this beautiful Monday. And today we're gonna talk about the violence in these streets. Enough is enough. Have y'all seen everything that's been going on in the world today? Enough is just enough. So we're going to talk about it. We got a guest speaker on today, Daryl Harrison, and he's going to be talking about his foundation and he's going to share his story. So we're going to have him in later on in this podcast. So check it out and make sure y'all check out that 18 wheel store. We got them new products on there. And we also got that 18 wheel spring water that's been going off the roof crazy. So I want to introduce all of my favorite co-host on here. We got my boy, lover boy, Lamont in the building. Yeah, boy. And I got my girl Lyric B over there doing her thing. Hey, beauties and chats. And I got my girl Shanique Neek in there doing her thing. Hey, y'all, what's up?
2: Yeah.
0: And you always know we got Freight pushing Nate pushing that freight out there on the road.
2: Hey, y'all. Give it
0: up for my favorite podcast host, Coach B
3: was y'all weekend? Busy, busy, busy. Man, I had to take off and I had to go pick up baby girl from college. Ooh, that was in eventful Day Thursday. How
0: oh, that's been working out?
3: Oh man, you know, I, I went down there, I picked her up, got back like 10 o'clock that night. It was, it was, woo, I did it.
0: Excuse me, I had a- Hi ladies, how y'all
2: weekend? I had a Michael? great weekend, so um. My first cousin's daughter, which is my second cousin, which is my little cousin, she graduated from the University of Miami with a bachelor in science, and she's going on to medical school. So that's it. That was just super excited. So we went to the graduation, and then we had a party for her. So and we just hung out with different family members and stuff for the weekend. But it was just a blessing just to see. so many kids of diversity and so many black kids graduating that day. It was just a very emotional day. I was just proud for everybody, but that was a great, that was a great experience.
0: That's what's up. Free Pusha, what you got going on this weekend? I was chilling.
2: I
4: chilled this weekend. You know, I still was chilling from my mouth, so I've been in the house chilling.
0: I know. Ain't nothing wrong with staying in the house, Netflixing and chilling, because there's some good movies on Netflix. I know y'all probably been watching Bridgerton, you know. Y'all don't watch Bridgerton?
5: Queen. Queen Charlotte.
0: Queen Charlotte. Like, yes. y'all need to watch. Like, if y'all Bridgerton fans, Queen Charlotte is very good. I don't know if you watch that, lover boy, because nah, I don't know nah. if you're going to watch it, but you need to get on to that. Bridgerton. That Bridgerton. Uh, what's her name? Shonda Rhimes? Is that the writer? Yo, she is an excellent writer. You know, if that that is something that you watch with your significant other. Or your loved one, it is very good. Like the story has been, the love story on all of Bridgerton has always been written out very well. So check that out. It's called Queen Charlotte. As y'all know, Queen Charlotte, and she was, it was she was named Coach Reed, She was named after Charlotte, North Carolina, correct?
5: No, they named Charlotte.
0: After they named North
5: Carolina. Yes,
0: after, after her. After her, they named yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina after her. So Mettenberg, that's just some info for you Okay. Yeah.
3: Have you ever watched Man. that, uh, that, uh, what's it, Dear Mama? Or FX? With Tupac? No. Oh, that's been, that's, that's what you need to watch. No, but I have seen it. I ran across it yesterday. It's, it's pretty good. It's, it's basically letting you know about his mom and the impact his mom had on his life, uh, with, with how he was like a, a rebel. You know what I'm saying? Where he got it from. His mom was. <laughs> Deep in the Panther part, deep in the was. Yes. I heard about that. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna have to check that out. Lurk B, what you got going on this weekend?
6: Uh, I just was trying to recover from that whole Atlanta trip. <laughs>
0: Atlanta's something else. I don't know how you do it, Free, but Atlanta is something else. I saw a guy. On the road. I, I, a lot of you know this guy had a pole at a stoplight, and he was dancing for money. I don't He's understand that. Yeah, I don't understand. I
2: don't
0: understand <laughs> He'd be that. he he <laughs> like, I, I really don't understand that, but. He'd be getting it. I said, wow, what do you mean?
4: Is-
6: I'm sorry. I'm slow. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
5: I'm uh, a little the drug, It's the drugs. It's, it's, it's yeah. right. It's I
0: mean, you pull up to the stoplight and instead of waiting on your light, you get getting a show. <laughs> you're getting a show. Really? Guy. Yeah. He's dancing at the light. He has a pole out there kind of like how a stripper at a strip club we have a poet he is dancing at the light. And I'm just like, yo, did is crazy.
3: Did he jump huh? on your hood? He ain't jumping on my hood, because I'm going <laughs> to give him my hood I bet, mean, you know, I'm you, know you know what I'm going gonna to say, twerking <laughs> at the red light, you know what I'm
4: saying? sweat one. He'd I have, have his a load to deliver, son. It'd be so funny because he got the little sweat running down his body. Yeah, he He'd got the sweat, the shirt on, everything. And I, I like, can believe what I'm hearing. I'm sorry.
0: I, I could <laughs> not crazy. even believe it. They
4: got him on the I, internet, too.
3: Yeah, I noticed the, what's I, that.
0: I was coming through Decatur and I was just in traffic and I'm I, I was wondering why everything was just moving so slow the light was green and people was videoing him like he had the sweat run off his body and just like wow stinking. and wow. I'm like yo, this man just started a club out at the light and he wow he, and they're giving him money too they put <laughs> money in his thing so I'm know. like, yo, so ATL, he's, a, he's a stripper, or I don't think he's professional. I think he is on see. drugs,
4: or oh, he might have a yeah. mental.
0: No, <laughs> oh, he just he making might money. He might have
4: a mental health. Might not be on drugs. I don't, know,
0: but, I don't, I don't know.
3: know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But he's Let's going viral right now. <laughs>
0: he's going viral. I'm gonna
3: send it to you, Eric.
6: This is, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get it in my head. Like I'm
0: just, yeah, I was I talking my about, daughter, I said, did you know about this daughter? And she said, yeah, dad, he out there all the time. I like, oh, you want
3: to make it a right.
0: Yeah. So that's Atlanta for you guys. So let's I get love. into this podcast and Freight pusher let's give them some words of wisdom today because this is a podcast that we should have had a long time ago about people uh our community of how things are being handled so give us some uplift hey hey
4: hey y'all so today's word of the day is discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want the most as human beings our greatness lies not so much in being able to remake the world but being able to remake ourselves every day. Strength and growth comes only through continuous effort effort and struggle. So continue on every day. Perfecting to be great. And that's your Nate with the word of the day.
0: Give it up for that girl freight push-up with yes. that word of the day. Making yes. us feel good in the ATL. Yes. Ah. We need to put that out there more often because they wildin' now in the ATL. Love a boy. Woo! give us them sports because your Lakers doing oh. their thing. So, like, <laughs> tell us a little something, something.
3: Woo. And you already know what time it is. Mm. What I say, there, I, dare I say, we're going all the way. And I'll kick it off with basketball, basketball. It's my favorite sport. And you know what I do when I'm on that court. Let's talk about it. The Knicks took on the Heat. The Knicks, 92. The Heat, 96. Woo! Shalen Bronson, 41 points. 31 is, I mean, three assists and four rebounds. Julius Randle, 15 points, three assists with 11 rebounds. Professor, give me some love. What was that? That
0: was a, oh brother, that was the double, double. Hey, I was playing oh, basketball today. I had to show these youngins what to do.
3: I should show them what they do in 33. So that's. That's what's up. RJ Bird. He had 11 points. One assist with two rebounds. And. Woo. Let's talk about them heat though. Them heat. They heating up. Jimmy Butler. 24 points. Four assists. Eight rebounds. Bam Adebayo. He had 23 points. One assist with nine rebounds. And Kyle Lowry. 11 points. Nine assists. Four rebounds. And the heat eliminate the Knicks Woo. let's talk about those Nuggets going against those Suns the Nuggets 125 the Suns 100 Nikola Jokic in his bag 32 points 12 assists 10 rebounds man somebody out there help me out this guy was going crazy for that triple double and Jamal Murray 26 points four assists four rebounds KCP, KCP, good God almighty, 21 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. Let's talk about those Suns. They ain't been right since Chris Paul went down. Kevin Durant, he had 23 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. Cameron Payne, 31 points, 2 assists, 6 rebounds. And Devin Booker, 12 points, 8 assists, 1 rebound. And the Suns go down 4-2 and the Nuggets move on. Let's talk about those Warriors facing my team, your team, you know you love them. The Lakers, the Warriors 101. The Lakers 122. Steph Curry showing no mercy. 32 points, five assists, six rebounds. Dante DiVincenzo 16 points with four rebounds. And Draymond Green trying to keep hope alive. He had nine points three assists with nine rebounds. But let's talk about those Lakers. LeBron James, 30 points, nine assists, nine rebounds. He brought down the house. AR-15, if you don't know, that's Alston Reeves. 23 points, six assists, five rebounds. Anthony Big Dog Davis, he had 17 points, three assists with 20 rebounds. There I said 20 rebounds. Professor, what it was? Would it be?
0: It's been a double double, brother. This is oh basketball my. season. Nah. Basketball
3: season. At its time, right now. <laughs> and let's talk about those 76ers taking on the Celtics. If you didn't see this game, you missed out. The 76ers, 88. The Celtics, 112. Joe L. M. B., 15 points, 1 assist, 8 rebounds. Tyron Maxey, 17 points, 4 assists, with 3 rebounds. And James Harden, He couldn't make nothing. He had 9 points, 7 assists, with 6 rebounds. But let's talk about those Celtics eliminating those Sixers. Jason Tatum, 51 points, 5 assists, 13 rebounds. I didn't make any mistakes. I said 51 points, 5 assists, 13 rebounds. Jaden Brown, 25 points, 2 assists, with 6 rebounds. And Malcolm Brogdon, 12 points, 2 assists, and 2 rebounds. Here goes my picks for the teams that moved on. The Lakers will face off against the Nuggets. I'm rolling with the Lakers. The Heat will face off against the Celtics. I'm rolling with the Green Machine, the Celtics. And that will do it all for sports this week. Join me next week when I bring mm, the winners, the losers, the confusers, the Couch Ruggers. You know it. Until next time.
0: I know that's right. Give it up for my boy the innovator with them sports. Man, I'm going to fill it in the morning, but I'm going to fill it in the morning. I try to get them young boys, I try to get them young boys a taste of the professor back in the day, and, and my knee gave out, I almost, I was playing in low top shoes, I don't know what, I thought I was Kobe for a second. And I, I was going through a midlife crisis on the court. So you know, I'm just saying. But I gave them what they won, and I won the game. So they got that respect down here in Atlanta that the professor gave them what they wanted to get. Lyric B, what you got going on for us? Hey,
4: beauties and gents,
6: out. So we're going to get into this beauty tip for today. And it's a secret, papaya. Papaya, papaya, mm-hmm. papaya. Something that we some like and some don't like. But papaya is very good for the skin. Papaya helps get rid of dead skin cells.
1: Wow. Raw, raw
6: papaya. Okay? Papaya contains a natural enzyme that's called papain, which naturally exfoliates the skin. So for those that do not want to indulge into aesthetics, then you can go the natural way, which is go to the store and purchase you a great unripened, papaya to exfoliate any dead skin cells that you may have Hmm. um and so mm -hmm, because it's unripe the papaya has a um more papine in it Hmm. and excuse me you may also use it to gently exfoliate the skin cells um and other impurities in your skin as well that's uh caused from buildup of lotions and creams and things like that after you remove you know your uh daily wear Um, Also, it's great for sensitive skin because a lot of us have sensitive skin. So it's also good for those that are worried about if they can use it or not. Yes, you can. It's natural um, and it's, excuse me, it's a fruit. Um, And it also is less uh, allergenic. So for those that are allergic to a lot, you know, of different things, you don't have to worry about this. Papaya is less allergenic. You use wow. one fourth a cup of papaya, blend it with one tablespoon of pineapple, fresh pineapple, to just to produce that smooth combination, apply it on your face, let it sit for five to fifteen minutes, and then rinse. I'm doing that. So you tonight. can <laughs> Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Um I'm a yes. Of papaya. Yes, so that there's your beauty tip for today, folks that don't know, papaya is a great enzyme a fruit to use for your face.
0: Natural. What's well, up? Uh, give it up for our girl Lyric B with that papaya. I'm going to get some papaya at Walmart. They say that Walmart, right? That's everywhere. it's everywhere. I need that, because I got sensitive skin. So I know that. I, I got to get that. Absolutely. Diamond in the Rough. We miss you, girl.
2: Hey, y'all. Uh, give us that word on What's the street. Up, y'all? Because
0: I know you got What's something going on. Man, there.
2: this your girl Diamond in the Rough bringing the word on the street. As we all know right now, they have declared that the United States is under invasion. So, after the expiration of Title 42, which basically opens up any unsecured border in the um, state of Texas, is now open. So, um, and, and, this is, and this is very interesting. On the regular news, I saw Joe Biden and he said, everything is going well, there's no need to go there. But the reports that's coming in from TikTok with this live footage from other news outlets that's not mainstream is that mm-hmm. it's hundreds of thousands of um, undocumented immigrants that's coming and they're just not um, from Mexico, they're from all over the world, but they're coming through and using Mexico as a pipeline. So right now, they're processing some, some are going to um processing centers. The ones that have been processed, you know, they've been busting into places like DC, New York. So, um, in the state of New York, they have turned in six about six schools into asylum um refugee camps, um, because they don't have enough space to house these people. And so, hmm. the, the citizens of New York are pretty upset. And so in the state of El Paso, I mean, the state of Texas, in the city of Brownsville, Texas, and in El Paso, it is, um, they have turned it and it looks like a third world country. So right now, um, that story is still updating, but um, a lot of Americans are coming on and expressing concern about the influx of immigrants and saying, you know, if we can't sustain ourselves now, how are we able to sustain um, anywhere from sixty thousand to um, three hundred and fifty thousand immigrants coming over in the past in the past week. So we are oh. dealing with. Uh you know, um, some some trying times that's coming forth because, you know, things are tight even at home with us. And so, you know, they're giving um, they're using that asylum um, and they're getting rid of their identification and things like that so they can come over here and get free resources. So once they come over here, they're able to get free healthcare, education, all the assistance that they need because they're coming here as um, fleeing a victim of violence and um, or where they're treated poorly or political asylum. So that's what we're facing right now in the United States. I wanted to get you guys' take on that. How did you feel? Because it's coming to a state near you where your kids and your resources are going to be cut thin because we now have to support this influx of people that's coming.
4: I thought Florida was this, Florida just made a law saying that um, you couldn't have immigrants working for your company that if they found out that you would be fine.
2: um, the immigrants will be locked up and charged with a felony. And that's absolutely true. So, in turn, that's a great point, Nate. So, in turn, what that has caused is a widespread of construction sites and other jobs that has left undone that the immigrants were doing. Oh, so, wow. even recently, they got, they got big construction property in North Florida, especially here in South Florida, where the people are now reaching out and are desperate for workers because these people aren't showing up to work because they're scared. Hmm. So when you do that, so but they still have to feed their family. So where are they going to go for resources? What are you gonna think is gonna happen? Either they're gonna get the help or they gonna turn the crime to survive. Exactly. You know? Wow. So mm-hmm. um, we are some tough times too. ahead. You know, they just passed this gun law and everything, so <sighs> I don't know, in Florida, it's been um, a recorded up-to-date 201 mass shooting. So a lot of people is like boycotting Florida like this isn't the place you want to be. This isn't the place you want to come. Because you know Ron DeSantis didn't let those immigrants stay there. After they bust them to uh, Camilla Harris's house.
0: Yeah, we got to get rid of Ron out of Florida. He got to go. yeah i I say it. everybody ron consantis has to go because if this is if, if if he's wanting to run for president in 2024 this is what we're going to be dealt with the prices of living the cost of living in florida is is becoming like the north new york and washington dc and they're not raising the rates on on jobs. I mean, my mm. daughter works at Publix and she gets fourteen dollars an hour and she's damn near running a store. If she was in Virginia, where Publix has moved up to Virginia, she'll be getting about twenty-five dollars an hour. Mm. So it's like they're not determining what people's worth. In Massachusetts, you can get seventeen to twenty dollars an hour to work at McDonald's. But in Florida, it's thirteen dollars an hour.
2: But also in the state of Florida, when we were going through the pandemic, Florida was the only state, Florida was the lowest state reported for giving the money. So let's say some states like Texas was giving five or six hundred dollars a week. Floridians was getting 267. And that and that unemployment rate hadn't been updated since the since 1970s.
0: That's crazy so they're getting over so what are they doing with all the money because he claims he has all this money in reserve but he's not putting in and raising the minimum wage the minimum wage has to go up everything is going up it's that's why in 2021 truckers were making so much money in 2023 truckers are trying just to stay alive right now if you don't have any trucks moving your freight then you're not going to make any money you're not going to get anything if if the trucks was to shut down wow the country will shut Orlando.
2: down. that's true. And so so yeah. we're in a tough time right now, guys. So we, yeah. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep everybody a brush and come back next week with an update and see you know what the states are doing and what we're trying to move for some corrective actions. But right now, you know, the state is we, we're we in, we're in a tough place right now.
3: What's, what's, the, we, what's uh, the background on Title Forty Two? What is uh...
2: um? It was created. Um, in the pandemic, and that was something done by Donald Trump, and that was to stop people with infectious diseases and improper documentation from in it, from entering um, the United States. And that's a good point because one of the um, the Border Patrol's marshal said that now um, they're trying they're trying to squeeze these people into those process centers because it's a lack of vaccinations that we have, like. Um, chicken, pox, measles, mumps, rubella, and they're seeing a lot of those cases coming through because of the lack of, of um, vaccinations that they have over there.
4: Mm. So, mm.
2: Um, And so with the Biden administration doing away with that, that had just ended at 12 midnight on May 11th. So that allowed the people just to come through, basically like opening the border. That is so, crazy. so as long as they come and they don't have any documentation, that's why the man was saying that they was tearing up on the documentation so they couldn't say where they originated from. They just saying, hey, we seek an asylum because once you do that, then you're able to come through. If you have other documentation, then they're deporting you and turning you away and making you go through the process. That's why they're coming from I Venezuela in and nothing. China and all those different places because it's just not Mexican kids that's coming through the border. It's all type of nationalities, but they're using Mexico as a pipeline and a hub because they got because they now they're saying that this this point right here is open. Mm.
3: I, I remember back it's in the day, I heard a story where uh people would come over to the border, and and if you came to the border, hear this out: you came to the border and you wanted to cross over into America basically they knew you wanted to get to america but before you had, it's like it was like a, a, a gate it was the people it was called the banditos and the banditos would say hey i'm gonna take that ass before you go over to the uh, united states and people would get there you know get the issue off before they come to the united states that's one way to break somebody in it it's crazy
0: i mean i feel that anybody can come to i feel everybody should be able to come to america if you can work and you want to do, you know, have a better life? You should be able to come to America. Um, well, but, my you know, we
6: view have...
5: is, you come, then maybe you, you know, I'm a patriot, so maybe doing something for this country, like they do Correct. in other countries, would be something nice, maybe to see, you know, for people to do. I mean,
2: I mean and i, mean, it's I the I'm land,
5: saying...
0: supposed to be the land of the. I free. mean, this is America. That's what we're, I'm an immigrant. immigrant,
6: so I'm not going to touch yeah. on it's... this conversation too much because this is a, a uncut real Definitely. podcast, right? Really, but I'm going to keep yes. it classy and chic the way that I am. So I'm not going to touch too much, but I will say this is the land of America. These, This place, America, the United States, the world, this is the reason why you, you are made up of so many of us. The United States is, cre- is created with a whole lot of nationality.
0: America okay. is
6: mixed with everything kind of individual that is why it's called the united states of america
0: exactly we're supposed to come together and now yes there's illegal
6: things that's going on but sometimes illegality happens Mm and i'm not
2: going to say and that's and so and so i understand fully where you are coming from because um my significant other, he's Haitian. So, and, but I understand we all are truly immigrants to this length. Exactly. but Definitely. my thing is not, it's not particularly with the people. It's just the way that they doing on the politics because now because what they're trying to, in, to induce with us is some type of civil war because they already got us scratching and fighting for, for cookies and crumbs and so what i'm saying is on a basic level right and i'm just saying from a point of survival if i'm going to my local grocery store right now and i went to walmart last week and i lied to you not it wasn't no meat on the shelves
0: they closing them up
2: you understand what i'm saying i go to the meat market the prices have gone up but the meat quality has gone down in some places that's closing up so i'm saying if we right now are fighting for scraps and pennies and dimes how can the land substantiate an uh, influx of now I got 20 more thousand people in my community and I'm not saying hey we can't come and pull together and do all of that because I, hey who am I you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying but I'm saying now how am I supposed to feed my daughter or how am I supposed to feed my son when we already don't got enough to feed our communities and they already have us as as as, as citizens in food deserts and places like that on, where, where they cycling us places like Baltimore and all the things where they're already preying on us and it's like That's why they're trying to incite that type of civility in the war to say, hey, oh, we're giving them all the resources. We already don't have nothing. So then what the people going to do? It's about the people. It's just not about one. Like you said, it's about us as a collective. But it's not us versus them as immigrants. It's us versus the government because they're the one that's setting this narrative up. Understood. Mm. Preach,
0: Nick. Preach. Great, great. I'm just saying. I'm just That's saying. No That's right. just keeping it
2: real. So if That's you're telling great. me that I make too much money, right? I make a little change, but you saying now I make too much money to get food stamps, but now that money that you, that little bit of money you give me is now coming offsetting out of my salary. I already mm-hmm. can't afford it, but then you telling me I'm going to give it to somebody else and give them a different opportunity when they could get loans and things like that. But I'm still here and I got to fight for so much. So it's not them. They didn't come and make those rules. It's the government. So now what happens is they pitting us against each other. It's vice versa. Well, guess what?
3: Well, guess what? We are living
2: in this
6: place that is corrupted. We are Mm -hmm. in a corrupted time. It's always been. But guess what? The older we get, the more wiser we become and the more Mm -hmm. we seek. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, I hear you and I hear all of the comments and whatnot. But guess what? I know. At the end of the day, we are in a corrupted government. Mm-hmm. Period. I yep. didn't even know how corrupted the government was until I started watching these different, um, uh, like series, like like Spartacus, like Henry the like yep. things like that. I had no yep. idea about how corrupt. Just the just the world was period yep
2: yep so and i, I think started it,
6: watching those type of things because i wasn't really into history i wasn't into none of these things honestly i didn't mm-hmm. learn these things until i got older and i started mm-hmm. to see it on television
2: about the government and how it's corrupted
0: mm. so it and that's is what, what it
2: is and, and, and so and my thing is too and that's and that's what i'm here to say i'm not saying hey anything about it because guess what they were dead wrong. They were separating ch- children from their parents and all that. I'm not for that. But it's the way that they doing it. And it's not us. It's them. And so once we realize that it's not us versus us, it's us versus them, then we could come together as a people and put our foot down and say, what we're not going to do because we're the only ones that can make change above ourselves and put these right people in office. That's why it's important for us to vote. That's why it's important for you to do the background. Don't go by your emotions, because a lot of black people don't even know why they're Democrats. They just say, oh, we vote in Democrat because the Democrats are black. And that's not always the case. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm, that is crazy. Well, give it up to that girl Diamond in the rough with that red on the street. Hey, we're going to do a podcast on that. We're going to talk about the government. The government has been doing some crazy stuff. But I want our podcast host to check out the Christopher Minus Memorial Fund because we're talking about the violence that's going on in our city all around. It's not even our city. It's just in the United States. And enough is enough. So I want people to check out the Christopher Minus Memorial Fund. This young brother was gunned down celebrating his birthday in Philadelphia. He was celebrating his birthday in Philadelphia and somebody decided that they wanted to go out and shoot and he lost his life. So if you want to donate to the Christopher Minus Memorial Fund, you can go to Gerard College. He was a teacher at Gerard College and they started a memorial fund for this young man. So you can go to GerardCollege.edu and give a donation because the money that you donate will go to a young youth for a scholarship fund. So check out the Christopher Miner's Memorial Fund. I want y'all to watch out because this time is coming up. This is the DOT Safety Blitz for all you truck drivers. May 15th through the 19th, DOT is cracking down on you guys that's out here running terrible trucks and everything. It's really not about safety. It's all about money. We just talked about how our government is corrupt. And this, Safety blitz is not about safety. They claim it's about safety. This is about bringing in more money to the states. So I want y'all to remember, if your truck is not in proper condition, you need to park it this week because they are gonna put you out of service. They're gonna ruin your CDL and they're gonna charge you a lot of fines to get it fixed. So remember, the 15th, Through the 19th is the DOT Safety Blitz. Coach V, give us some health and wellness tips of the week.
5: Hey guys, as you all know, this month, 18 Wheels Talk Show Podcast is helping to raise awareness for mental health. As of course, this is an extremely important topic and it's important that we all take care of our mental well being. Now, I will say this to the listeners. The members of our crew are not licensed therapists, but we are all individuals who have seen or have lived um, through experiences. And today we're going to talk about gun violence. Now, we promote the importance of practicing self-care and encouraging every listener to learn more about their own mental health, to do screenings with your healthcare providers, seek professional help practice these wellness tips that we put out or even just connect with someone that you may share a similar experience. Now there are a lot of things out there and we get questions about things on social media. Just be careful in what it is. Validate that it's something that's reliable and credible. There are a lot of scammers that are out there and there are a lot of apps that are out there that you can use. You can read books. There are all kinds of journeys and pathways that you can get to healing and trauma recovery or to avoid burnout and to practice better self-care. So the bottom line is take care of yourself, be proactive in your self-care journey, give yourself time and give yourself space and not to cope but to, to thrive through life adversities. So again, our topic tonight is a serious topic. It is about gun violence. And unfortunately, many of our listeners have firsthand experience. I personally lost my childhood sweetheart, who was also my um, child's father to gun violence. It's definitely something that takes a toll on the individuals, on families, friends, on our community as a whole. And it's not just the people that are involved that grieve, but Everyone is affected by it. Violence, including gun violence, it creates a fear in people, a fear of gun violence. It can cause trauma, toxic stress, and it can be a contributing factor to some mental illnesses. Now, I'm going to give you a couple statistics. According to the Gun Violence Archives, the number of gun-related deaths in 2022 was 20,200 now suicide deaths are typically impulsive acts but are the number one cause of firearm related mortality in the u.s in 2023 we are currently at 13,900 deaths and we are only midway of course in may crazy. they said the mass it is mass shootings is 184 teens and children 578 These numbers are astonishing and alone these numbers with gun violence has caused the public health community to call it a national crisis and that it really does affect everyone no matter your race, gender, sexual preference, your socioeconomic status. It affects all of us. According to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, often when instances occur People with mental illness are drawn into the conversations, but it is not a predicator of violence towards others. These statements that people make perpetrate stigma and distract from the real issue. Again, mental health does not cause most gun violence. And in fact, studies show that only 4% contribute to all forms of violence. So remember, stigma is one main reason that people don't seek help that they may need. And research also shows that an increase of risk of gun violence is related to a history of violence that people are exposed to, including domestic violence. It could be alcohol or illegal drugs, people that are young and male, and if you have a personal history of sexual abuse or trauma. So tonight we are going to have open and honest conversation about gun violence and the effect it has on our society. And maybe we can come up with some possible solutions to protect our children, our communities, especially those that are high risk. And how do we stop this gun violence is the question, because enough is truly enough. Mm. So at mm. this time, I would like to introduce our special guest this evening, Mr. Daryl Harrison the First, who is the CEO of the Daryl Harrison, the Second Crime Victims Foundation. Welcome, Mr. Harrison.
1: good evening everyone how you doing today
0: hey how you doing daryl it is an honor to have you on the 18 wells talk show podcast Uh, as you see we have all our co-hosts on here you know lover boy the innovator and we'd love for you to share your story on how you created your foundation and your goal and your mission to stop the Amen.
1: Um, you know, as, as as you know, I've been telling my story now going on seven years and um, you would thought that in seven years it would come, it would get better, but it become it becomes more painful sometimes. And uh, my story started, you know, um, seven years ago on May the 6th, May the 5th of 2016. And I always use the verse before I tell my story. Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 and it says that it was intent intended to harm me but God intended it for my good that what could be accomplished that many lives will be saved Mm -hmm. on May the 5th of 2016 I lost my 20 year old son to gun violence at 101 that morning on May the 4th my son called me he said, Dad, I'm at American Best Wing. Would you like something to eat? I said, no, nah, son, I'm good. I'll see you when you get back. That never happened. I got a call 15 minutes later that my son was shot in the head. It was taken to Southern Maryland Hospital. So I'm trying to understand. He had a store. Why was he shot? You know, did he lie to me? What's going on? So when I get down to the hospital, we're waiting to see a doctor who come to tell us that my son had two bullet holes in his head. Wow. The bullet came through his head and went out in the side of his head. Um, I heard everything that I didn't want to hear, but I was trying to do the best I can because this was one of my nightmares. You can hear about everybody else, child, somebody else got shot, and you pray for them, but never think that this type of violence will come to your home. Mm-hmm. And as I went in the room and I seen my son laying there Bandaged all the way up around his face and only his one right eye was open and that right eye was staring backwards And at, at that time I knew that I lost him though. The machines were still going but His friends decided that They was gonna pick him up and take him to the hospital and moving him could have been very detrimental for him because of the bullet wound, which caused more bleeding. And they took him down to Southern Maryland Hospital. Southern Maryland Hospital is not a trauma center. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they could have did was bandage his head up, hoping to get a medevac from Washington Hospital Center mm-hmm. to pick him up. But because of the weather that night, they couldn't send a helicopter. So they sent a, um emergency vehicle. So by the time the emergency vehicle got there, we was all waiting to, you know, get them in the van into Southern Merton to Washington Hospital Center. Then the doctor came out and said, look, his heart and stopped. His heart has stopped beating. Stopped three times. And they said, what do you want us to do? And I said, keep his heart beating. You know, um, they was like, you know, it's his brain, Mr. Hurston, that more damage that we can't keep him alive. So being that all his friends and all our family was there, we all went in to say goodbye. And um, in the process of saying goodbye, all I can do was hold him in my arms. And I just kissed on him. He was my only son. I got three daughters and um, he was my baby boy and um, I had to say goodbye to him and the most painful journey of that was to leave that hospital without him knowing that he would no longer be in my world, he would no longer be in my presence and um, after me and my wife came home. I didn't sleep for five days. I drank three to four bottles of wine a day just to go to sleep. It was very painful. So then a couple of days later, I went to American Best Wing to find out what was going on. I learned that my son was coming in the store from the video and this guy was coming out. But the guy came back in 58 seconds, firing the gun in the store, at some boys that looked at him the wrong way. So because he had anger issues, he wanted to scare the boys by firing a gun in the store. Ricochet bullet hit off or something and hit my son and went through his head, causing two holes. It was a nine millimeter gun. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a nightmare for me that sometimes I still run into sometimes in my life. Um, His birthday just passed on April the 26th this year. He would have been 27. And May the 5th was his um, date that he was murdered on, that he died. And we just, it was a painful day. Every year is a painful day. But what I decided was to thank God because my idea was to destroy that family. Uh My purpose was to kill everyone that he loved so he can feel the pain that I feel. But God had another plan for me. And as God had another plan for me, um, I started seeking God more. I knew God, I went to church, but I just wasn't a faithful man in church. I was just still living in the world. But I sat down and I talked to an older guy that worked with my son. And I asked him, what did my son talk about? And he said, he talked about you and God that how he wanted you to become the minister that he seen me to be when i was in church yes. so at that time i decided to go to god and i said god you said that you had a plan for me it was not to harm me but i felt harm you said that you wouldn't put more on me than i can bear then what makes you think i can bear this i said but if you allow me to abide under the shadow of your wings.'" and hide me in your provision and restore me, I will serve you. That was six years ago. As of May the 22nd, I became Pastor Darrell Hurston. And ever since then, my life has been about fighting gun violence. In April in December of 2017, I opened up my first radio show called Darrell Hurston Crime Victim Foundation. And I interviewed mothers from all around the world on my radio show. I make sure that they was given counsel and therapy. And I want everybody to understand that counseling therapy is just a a tip of the pain and the grief that you would experience for the rest of your life and only that God can mend that broken heart. But it's always best to talk about it because I've met mothers more than I meet fathers. And some of these mothers are bitter, nasty, and angry. Their personality has took on another course because their child had been lost. And I understand it. But as the man who I am today, and Lamont can tell you, Lamont see me, you know, I make sure that my son's legacy live on. Mm -hmm. I help every family out there from all around, even up to the day, family members still call me. But I try to get them to understand just because i do this doesn't mean i'm strong enough to handle other things i don't like candlelight visuals and i don't like balloon release why because we've been doing them too much today Mm -hmm. they so much that they become painful Mm -hmm. that when i see it when i hear it i mean even as i talk about my son i still cry and i just wanted to say that i can interview a mother who lost her son 30 years ago Compared to a mother that lost her son two days ago, and the emotion is still the same. Mm. For the rest of our lives, we'll be damaged, and only God can mend it. But you got to stay stable with it because it can put you over the edge. Because you don't, you don't get to hear their voice no more. I used to call my son phone every night just to hear him say his name, Daryl. <laughs> and then when I made this website, I used to look at it every day. But now I can't even look at the website without crying. So I'm honored to be here to share this with you because today we have lost so many youth kids to this gun violence that all I can speak about now is spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Because the killing have got so devastating that it's not normal. That kids are coming up, taking one another life, robbing one another, killing one another. As I say that other people, decisions and choices and behaviors and actions, are destroying people's lives. And it's all over, gun people getting shot for nothing. People dying for nothing. So now I address it more of a spiritual realm thing to continue to pray. Um, my um, ministry, um, Garden of the Ministry, we go out to neighborhoods where gun violence happened. And I bring with me rappers, singers, dancers to bring healing to their neighborhood. And I go all around with people call and ask me to go. Um, I do not get grants. I do everything from my pocket, my own pocket. And people say, how do you do it? So for the last three years, when my son and my son got killed, I did left, And I saved every money I made so I can help others, feed others. Um, family that need counseling and therapy. If I got to pay for it, I pay for it because they may not have money. Family who lost a child but never had a burial plan or didn't have nothing I make sure that these things are done by partnership and with many other people around the world. But I tell anybody, as we can say, I would never wish this on any of my enemies. I don't care who you are, but never want you to lose a son or a child to feel like I feel today. It is a burden, but I thank to the grace of God that his plan he had for me is what keep me today. Because every day I live on a borderline I have been at work where on Monday, on Friday, on the 5th, missing my son, I went to work, and one of the operators made a comment to me, and I lost it. Mm -hmm. I lost it because he may didn't know that was the day my son died, on. but you got to be careful because I tell people, if you have never lost your child, the gun violence, if you've never seen your child in a casket, or went on the crime scene and seen your child in there, please be careful how you tread around me or anybody else who lost it. Because people would say, well, when my mom died, when my father died, that's death. My child's, our child's life was taken, was taken. And that's why today I fight the law. Right now I'm in DC and the fight, making the law that any child under the age of 17 and 13 that lives in the house with his parents with a single mom or a single dad, if that child commit a heinous crime, then the parents need to suffer some type of consequences because they allow that child to become what it is. They didn't bother to raise the child and teach the, the child discipline. Then now we got 11 and 13 year old kids running around here carrying guns and robbing elder people and hurting people. So I'm praying that that law going to effect that the parents have to understand that you can't let your child just grow up and be a menace to -hmm. society. And that's what I'm calling that, a menace to society. Because kids today are just out of control. But to leave y'all with this one, 2 Timothy chapter 3 said that in the last days and everything that's happening in our world today is in that scripture. Mm. So I just want to thank y'all for having me on there because I'm still fighting every day to make a better place for other families. I've been asking for grant money or asking Maryland's the right proposals to give me one of these schools and buildings. Y'all not doing nothing with the building. Y'all took away the rec program. The kids ain't nowhere, got nowhere to go. So for me to get this rec center, I want to take kids from the age of five all the way up to 21. I want to make sure that I raise them in my center to keep them off my to keep them off the streets so they won't get caught up in the neighborhood with everybody else doing Mm-hmm. allow them to have free fun with PlayStation, learn every sports, but also have a vocational program that would teach them a trade. So if I could take the child in there from the age of five and raise him to a 21, when he finished off at of Daryl Hurts and Crime Victim Rec Center, that child would have a trade and a job. And he was mm-hmm. saved by staying and keeping them off the streets. So that's that. my plan for the future. And I'm asking God to just continue to help me to go out and save many souls that I can save. And save many kids that i can so thank you for allowing me to speak uh we welcome you to the
0: podcast
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> it used to be programs like that uh me and the innovator was in a program like that a mentorship program and i mm-hmm. think that men sh- sh- that mentorship program has molded us to the men we are today it's, amen it's amen. not too many mentorship program i mean this guy Um, His name is Dr. Lemuel Lemuel Evans. Evans. I mean, he raised us from elementary school and waited until we graduated. I mean, he came to our homes. He made sure we were doing what we we met once a week. He would give us jobs. I mean, he taught us how to work with our hands. He taught us everything. I mean, he kind of kept us off the streets, even though we were still, you know, drawn to those streets. He... He constantly kept us off the street And it was only four of us In our group And do you know to this day All four of us Are fathers doing well Living our lives And working hard We're still here And, oh, yeah. I, and it's, just, we just, it's just us as men We need to step up In our community And show what we're about Everybody is so s- About their self these days And we have to change that. Like, we really do. It's just, like, enough is enough. I I could not even imagine losing one of my kids. I couldn't even imagine. It
6: takes a a village to raise a child. It It really does. It It really does. And you guys talk a lot
5: about that, too, the mentorship, you know, program. And I know it's, it's always reiterated about... Just training up the child, you know, in the way that he goes. So, of course, now that you guys are older, like you said, Professor, there are things that you don't forget. So, I think that hopefully, Mister Harrison, the organizations you're working with or community programs that they're welcoming those classes or programs or events that you're hosting, and that it's a collaboration and there's no pushback.
1: Amen. No, it's not. You know, I'm. I fuss. I don't fuss. But I'm in touch with <laughs> every sheriff. I mean, because I just want people to understand my pain is my pain. My pain become aggressive when you're not, not because you're not on the same page I am, but this is my pain. But don't allow this pain to come to your home and then now you want to help. Help now. Mm-hmm. And right, right now, it seems as though our government is letting people, get mm-hmm. they just letting it happen. And as exactly. um, I received two awards this year from D.C. and Maryland, and I told them when I went there, if every person can give 100% on the job they do, I don't care what your job is. If you give 100% and don't lack, then we make and make this a better place. Because when we lacking, we losing in the cracks. Our kids are going missing. Our kids are not getting the education that they need because we lacking. Um, is why is there so many guns in our city? If a- what ATD, ATF is allowing them to get in? Why the drugs in our street? Why is we sure the police officers? These are the questions I ask them when I'm in meetings. I'm not here to bash you, but I'm just saying, treat every case as though it was your child. And this is what I go through with the government, trying to understand why is this happening so freely? And I understand it's a spiritual warfare, but somebody's lacking right now. Not to put it out there, but Chief Conti is leaving because he just received uh, another job being the assistant director of FBI and because I know them know him I had to tell him how I felt your city is becoming the capital murder capital again and you leaving for a better position and a better more money instead of than staying around trying to fight this and help families
3: it's getting crazy uh a lot of things been going on in the news lately uh I mean Never the violence before. is just getting out of control and um we gotta find a way to combat this violence because man with the carjackings I mean these kids like you said uh mr harrison as you know they 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 have no accountability they're just going out here doing what they want old folks young folks i mean they they don't have any picks And and it it does take a village because a lot of these fathers they're not dead because they're dead you know when when does the cycle stop we have fathers locked up we have fathers dead and you have mothers just not even be able to raise their child because like you said at 13 these kids they hitting the streets they saying things from a different perspective they saying things of violence they hearing about the guns they're getting the guns the guns in the book bags they had one kid he got caught in a stolen car and he already had everything like wrote out his plan if if what would happen if he get caught in the uv what should he plead to how should he take the case? And I and it baffled me. It was like, man, do you, I mean, they think that this is a game to them. I'll be out by I'm twenty one. You know, they they already know what they want to do in life. Back in the day when you go to school, they would ask you, "Uh, what do you want to be?" You say, i to be a fireman. I want to be police. Or I'll be an architect." But right now, these kids want to be one thing: gangsters. Early. That's it. Right there. Stay it. right there. But I think. But I
2: think like. You know, what, what Mr. Harrison was saying is just like we are in the spiritual warfare, but we got to look also at how the, the play has been portrayed out, like look at the music that they listen to. And I have a 16 year old son and, I, you know, sometimes I'd be like, you know, what's going on? And, you know, he'll be telling me different things. I said, well, why did it have to go that way? But the music that they listen to, uh-huh. I took them somewhere, I said, listen. You cannot play that on the way back because my spirit couldn't take it. And I said, and that's why mm-hmm. y'all are so angry. Everybody, you got to shoot off, bust a man's brain on the floor, there's blood on the ground. So our eye gates and our ear gates, we're protected, but our children aren't. So when you allow them to listen to... um. Nicki Minaj, and NBA YoungBoy—that stuff is going into their system. My daughter don't listen to that. She don't twerk. She ten. She been around other kids lately. She looking at me like you too stricken. You crazy? No, I'm not. Because, and That's I true. told my son, you can't play that music at my home now. He's 16. We, not like just like when I was listening to Tupac and Biggie. But okay. But right now, it's all about murder, murder, kill, kill. And that stuff gets in their mind and they get in their spirit. And he like, I got ops. What ops? what what we live in a decent community i work every day i don't understand why you gravitate into that so it's not that he gravitate but like mr Harrison said it's pulling for him so i gotta stop some things from happening i gotta i gotta stop absolutely i'll be anointing my kids they be like what you spraying on me just stay here and get sprayed so i can anoint you and i pray over them when they leave out and when they come back i love it you understand absolutely because i didn't understand as a child when my grandma was like, "I don't know where you been, but you bringing all these spirits in here." Uh-huh. Yeah, now I Amen. now I understand now. Perfectly. So I so so my daughter recently we just had a big powwow. She was like, "You don't let me celebrate everything. Everything's a pagan holiday." And I had to, I I, I lost it for a minute. I'm like, "But what do you need, uh-huh. right?" And one thing I came and told her, I said, "Well, baby, if I had to break out of that cycle, me as your parent, why would I put you in that bondage?" it's my job to draw you out even if i gotta fight even if i gotta fight that stigma because everybody else's is doing it so even with my son i have to fight that stigma and say you know hey babe you you still cool but you don't have to listen to that you don't have to act this way but it's so much like the like mr Harrison said the man came because somebody looked at him wrong. He been had problems and issues, so it's, it's not like enough. It starts so yes. many ways and values. Mm. It's so it's so many avenues that we got to chop off and connect. And one thing Mr. Hurston said too is they were saying, but where's the resources? Where's the resources for these young guys? Where's the, the resources world. when they hungry and they outside and their mother's on crap or their mother's just not it amen. and they not taking care of them. So now they hungry and, and they young. And so what happens, like my son's 16, some of the kids can't afford this and it's the peer pressure, so they act out. But where are those places that we had, like Professor was saying, I went through a righteous pageant, I had a couple mentors, but those places, when they say they making cuts and budget cuts, that's what they cutting.
1: -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: and these are the end results, and it's sad. But Mr. Hurston, I just want to give my condolences to you. I want to say, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, because God gonna make a way because you try to make an impact for somebody else other than yourself. Yes,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Amen. We're here to support you, um, just like how they did uh, Anaya's Law. And I don't know if y'all know about Anaya's Law. It was made her mother pushed into Alabama. If you ever yes. wanna know about the story about Anaya's loss, she was coming home one day, dropping her brother off, and it was a, a guy that has been he has been locked up multiple times on violent crimes. They keep letting people out of jail multiple times. And he kidnapped her and robbed her and killed this young woman for nothing. And her mother fought and got a law passed in Alabama, and it's called Anaya's Law. So, Mr. Harrison, we are here to support you, the 18 Walls Podcast, and support you with what you're trying to do, and we can get this pushed out to have this law, because something, it's just enough is enough. Like, enough is enough. I am just tired of hearing about all of the killings, all of the shootings, people robbing people for their cell phones. I know a young guy, uh, a friend that has a young guy that he passed away because they he was trying to sell his cell phone on the marketplace and they robbed him for his cell phone, his iPhone, instead of just taking the iPhone, they killed this young man over a iPhone for nothing. He was giving, him, giving them the iPhone. It's like they, they don't have any respect for life anymore. Amen. So we have to do what we have to do. And we are going to help you, Mr. Harrison. Thank you. What you need to do to get your message across. And it's just not the DMV. It's the whole country. We start with the DMV. We're all from the DMV. Every person on this podcast, except Coach V, is, is from the DMV. But we need to expand. We need to go to Texas. We need to go to Amen. Florida. We need to Cincinnati. push it all wow. yeah, over Cincinnati, Cincinnati Chicago, <laughs> LA. We we need to push it all over the country. Atlanta. Because if nobody does anything, then what, what is going to happen? We, we're going to be an extinct. Our Kids are not going to grow up with nobody. We're eliminating our own race.
6: It's sad. It's yeah. so sad. Yeah. And Mr. Harrison, I send my condolences to you. And just like everyone is here on the podcast, we can't imagine losing a child. It killed me just to see my <clears throat> little cousin die. Um, she was killed last year, April, um, at the district uh, Addison Road Metro. I'm sure you all heard about it. Yes. Um, her name is Fasia Hutchinson. That's my cousin. That was my family. Um, she was at the gas station and a shooting took place and she was killed innocently. Her aunt, which is my cousin, called me today crying because she's still crying from last year's death of her niece. So, you know, it, it hurt me and and that's not even my daughter, but that's my cousin, right? And just to see her dad and her mom and my, my cousin crying every day it's just it's hurt it is it i mean i i didn't even know what to do you know i didn't know what to say i didn't know how to to i just didn't know what to do you know to to help the with the pain so i send my condolences to you and i actually i wrap it up with saying that my son is 19 and i almost lost my son um two years ago when he got jumped by some boys just because of how he dressed and how he looked, um, and they were jealous and they were from Baltimore area we were in Columbia I didn't know that that kind of stuff happened out there in Columbia that's uh, so why I moved to Columbia just to protect my son with hopes that he doesn't get involved in any violence or <clears throat> you know crimes and things of that nature but he was drawn to that type of life. I don't know how, because I didn't raise my kids that way. Anyhow, make a long story short, they almost killed him. They left him for dead. So, um, and I couldn't stop crying. I wanted to kill them. So I understand. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose his life, but he was close to death. So it's not the same, but trust me, I I can only imagine. So I'm sorry that this happened to you, but I do pray that you make a make an impact and God sees you and you know your son's legacy lives on
1: amen amen
5: I um wanted to I know we're we have to get ready to get off um professor I definitely thank you all for sharing your stories like this is you know I came on talking about mental wellness and as you all can see definitely it all correlates you know and and everyone just staying strong as best we can keeping that sound mind as a holistic wellness coach, is not just about the mental and the physical, it is also about the spiritual. So you talk about that work there. So I'm gonna ask you, Mr. Harrison, if you wouldn't mind to just close us out in a prayer today, just pray for the community or whatever's on your heart, if you would do that for us, please.
1: Amen, amen, I ask everyone to bow your heads and open up your heart and touch and agree with me with this prayer. Most precious Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We come to thank you and honor you for this time and moment that we get together, Lord. Not just for the program to share about God's knowledge, Lord, but to come together and speak. And thank you that we are alive another day, Lord, that you've given us breath this morning because people are not waking up. In the morning, Lord, people are dying in gun violence. Kids are dying around the world, Lord. But we know that You are still in control, Lord. Your Word said in Second Chronicle seven fourteen that if my people, which are called by My name, You said that we shall humble ourselves, seek Your face, and turn from our wicked ways. You said that You will hear from heaven and forgive us, and You will heal our land, Lord. We're praying for healing right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. We're asking you right now, Father God, to send your merciful angels out here in the street, Father God, to keep our children that going missing. Our little girls just going missing. Little boys going missing, Lord. The gun violence between one another kids, Father God, that our race, that our race is constantly taking one another life, Lord. But we understand that it's a spiritual demonic spirit, Father God. But, Lord, we ask you to touch each and every one here today and that if anything they come out of here with, Lord, is the understanding to fight, to fight to make a difference in their community, Father God. So I'm praying, Father God, that we can bring programs back into our community, Father God. Why is it that our city has to suffer and others gain, Father God? Like they said, we're not against trying to help other people, but we are losing a battle here, Lord, today and only you can help us. So I'm asking, Lord, that you will bring the church together on one accord, that they will not just be inside the walls, but they will come outside the walls, come out into the trenches, come out to the highways and the byways where the families are suffering. Kids are hungry, families are hungry. People don't have enough money to eat, Father God. People on drugs and alcohol, Lord, but we asking you to touch the hearts of the, Congress people the governors Lord, the worldwide people around the world are steady being selfish and taken from others, Father God, what their own desire Democrats going back and forward with Republicans thinking that they will is better than their will when it's not, it's destroying the community, it's taken from the community they want what's for them and their family, but they don't want what's for other Lord so I'm asking you, Lord, to touch their heart because I know you can do all things but fail because you are the great I am that I am. You are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Raphael, you El Shaddai, Elohim Yahweh. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you touch every broken heart out here, Father God, every mother that lost a child. Someone had lost a child, Lord, the other day. I pray for the 12-year-old family, Lord. I pray for them, Father God. Someone is in a cold draw, someone has been prepared for a film because of other people's neglection. So Lord, we asking you right now, to help us, to bring us through, so we thank you, Lord, at this time that we had to pray to you. We ask you for the manifestation of this prayer as we touch and agree with one another. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, it was an honor. It was an honor, Mister Harrison, to have you on the Eighteen Wells Talk Show podcast. And on that note. We will see you guys on next Monday.